It's time once again for another thrilling episode of Mark Out Radio. Of Mark Out Radio. For the next hour, sit back, pull the stick out of your ass, and enjoy. Be warned, though, smarks and internet know-it-alls will be offended, annoyed, and generally pissed off at what's about to happen to your ear holes. You've been warned. Now, Mark Out Radio. That's right. Welcome back to Markout Radio. Back to back. All right. Watching episode four, September 25th, 1995 of WCW's flagship television show. They're not at war yet. WCW Monday Nitro, this time out of Florence Civic Center in Florence, South Carolina. Eric Bischoff, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Steve Mongo McMichael, your announcers this week. Dark matches include Shark going over on Mark Starr. The American Males retained the World Tag Team Championships by going over on Harlem Heat again. And Johnny B. Bad goes over on Diamond Dallas Page in via DQ in a non-televised WCW World Television Championship match. This week, everyone's taking a bump of coke. And Mongo's fucking dog is wearing a goddamn saddle. And there's some bestiality by play between McMichael and Heenan that just bears no repeating at all first match of the night jesus christ alex Wright defeats disco inferno in four minutes even i gave it one and a half out of five the uh, twink stripper music is still here and the camera holds on two romanesque ladies enthralled by the german phenom strap in for the debut of disco fever fuck i wish i didn't enjoy this wrestler but he's so good at being an ass clown i mean who wouldn't believe this guy's a heel in in real life and in kayfabe? I, he's just such a dick. And yet, in real life, he's apparently a decent person. So go figure. I don't know why Bischoff's friends with him, even though they're neighbors. I'm sure as shit not friends with mine. But anyways, after this match, there's a pre-taped interview with Hogan in the locker room. Starts off with Hogan lifting his title belt with the back of his head. I guess this is a neck exercise for the whole broken spine that the giant gave him i i should the whole immobilizing collar kind of makes this an impossible exercise even if it was one but whatever uh this is the build towards halloween havoc and it starts with the battle of the monster trucks followed by a title match don't worry if you've missed it the first time you'll hear about it over and over and over and over oh god oh but listen if you want to watch Halloween Havoc and have a laugh doing it, you got to go watch my buddies, Jay Hunter, V1 and OOC over on OSW Review. They do a fucking hilarious show on Halloween Havoc with the whole fucking monster truck shoving match and the stupid falling off the roof gimmick. Spoilers. And uh, all the other stupidity that happens the night of Halloween Havoc. But we're not there yet. We're building... We're about a month away yet, so we're going to build. Mean Gene Gene in-ring promo. Jesus. Starts with a recap of last week's Macho Luger promo. So here we are. Luger comes in three weeks ago demanding a title shot. Somehow he's remained the number one contender despite Hogan taking on the Giant at the next pay-per-view. This promo supposedly sets up Macho Luger in the main event next week. I guess Luger puts up his number one contendership spot. 
he's either going to win or leave the WCW. So who knows what could happen? First look at the 90s overproduced Halloween Havoc, Halloween Havoc main event package. Ultimately, the build did work, though, generating almost twice the gate in attendance with an increase of 25,000 pay-per-view buys. So even though I get relatively irritated with the just constantly beating this into the ground, it did actually work as much as this is going to work. And don't forget that the whole point of, of Nitro's existence is to help push these pay-per-view buys because they've been dropping like crazy for years and years now. So even with Hogan coming on board, the pay-per-view buys didn't stick the nose up yet. It took uh, having Nitro as an additional marketing source and build source for that to actually start happening. After this, Kurosawa with Colonel Robert Lee Parker defeats Sergeant Craig Pittman in 4 minutes 26. I gave that one one and a half out of 5. Slaughter's either been hitting the tanning bed hard or here's another WCW ripoff character in the Marine, Sergeant Craig Pittman. Brain quips that Kurosawa and Pittman are natural enemies. I mean, you could get away with so much more in the 90s before everyone had so many feelings. Saying that a Japanese guy and an American Marine are natural enemies? Jesus. Anyways, Pittman legit puts Kurosawa over the top rope, which was a DQ offense at the time, and Bischoff draws attention to it instead of covering it up. I forgot all about Pittman's finisher being called the Code Red. Jesus, Bischoff with those original concepts. Um, fuck's sakes. Uh, there's another quick roll-up count win so that Kurosawa gets the clean win here. He's on the fast track to getting a championship belt, so he wasn't about to job out to sergeant craig Pittman. which uh if any of you go back and listen to uh, greenway's uh historic wrestling am i allowed to say that word anymore i feel like even between now and since we did that fucking bit it's become taboo just judging from the comments feed and on youtube but anyways uh if you go back and look at it there's a long history of uh racism in, in wrestling in general but specifically that was about wwe wrestling being severely racist but uh, don't worry wcw they're not at war yet but they will copy the racism too mean gene after that with the main ring promo with arn and pillman uh they are basically reforming the four horsemen without rick flair so whatever uh Brian Pillman's probably rocking the only button-down shirt that he owns, which has the sleeves cut off and frayed. That is a classy motherfucker right there. After that is WCW Saturday Night Promo, where the Giant and Taskmaster will answer Hogan's challenge. And coming back from commercial break, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, with Zodiac in his corner. Just, oh, God. Anyways, uh, goes over on Randy Savage via DQ at 2 minutes 58. I gave that one 2 out of 5. Flashback to the foam weights on Baywatch Extras uh, in the pre-match, you know, where Taskmaster slams it into Savage's throat after the rapid 295. Anyways, I'm not quite sure what was going on here with Savage, but he no-sold the holy shit out of this match. I mean, he sold pain, but he was not actually selling the strikes themselves. Uh, Beefer forgot how to sell the Zodiac character after his camera time, so he just stood at ringside until he got hip-tossed into the ring. Majo tosses the ref and gets DQ'd before dropping the big elbow on Zodiac before the Giant came out and choke slammed him through the goddamn ring. 
A few ham and eggers came out for the save and got slammed for their efforts uh, before the twink Alexander Wright comes out and got bear hugged and slammed. Luger eventually comes out and continues his program looking like he's possibly with the dungeon until the giant slams him. Sullivan intervenes and he and the giant leave. Luger takes a nap in the ring during the commercial break. And there is another Halloween Havoc promo spot. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, that's the third one tonight. After that, we got the main event. Ming defeating Lex Luger with Jimmy Hart in his corner in six minutes 46. I gave this one two out of five. Um, not not awesome, but not bad. It's just it like it built things, but it it was just it was very carny. So Ming, of course, has he's older and he's seen better days and, you know, he's just, you know, he's a foreigner. So, of course, he's a heel. Jesus. I told you we're getting back into sex into racism this year. I keep trying to call it sexism. Ming is not a girl, but he is absolutely a different race than Luger. Uh, Ming was blown up two minutes into the match and botches a gut wrench backbreaker. Looks like Lex took most of it on his hip. Luger follows Ming into the corner and takes a bump for some unknown reason, but Luger did that. Ming gets a spike from his boot and nails Luger with it, then tucks it back in a jacket, back into his jock to get the W. Um, the show was ready to wrap up with no preamble for the end of that one. I don't know why there wasn't another Dungeon of Doom run in at this point, but whatever. The match was at least 6 minutes 46. It was, was that the longest one of the night? Yeah, because I don't know how long the dark matches were. But yeah, absolutely. It was the longest one of the night. And as you can tell, we're getting into that goofy, we're going to have short matches because we're going to have huge promo spots fucking territory again, which is always super duper awesome because it makes it, well, listen, it makes these shows go super fucking fast, which kind of sucks. I mean, for you guys, well, I guess it's a good thing, bad thing. You only have to listen to my voice for like 10 minutes instead of the usual 20 some odd. Anyways, this uh, this Nitro was really fucking awful. There wasn't a whole lot of build going on here. The only thing that actually happened of any kind of consequence was the Taskmaster-Randy Savage match. And that could have easily gone for five minutes, six minutes. There's no reason why it had to stop. I mean, you had Beefer walking around the ring lost and every five seconds. And then... I'd say probably 45 seconds into the match, he forgot entirely that he was the Zodiac gimmick and he just stood at the corner. So unless the camera, unless he knew the camera was on him, he wasn't selling his gimmick. So I, whatever, fuck's sakes. There's a show wrap up, of course, amongst the fucking talking heads and uh, brain legit mentions the WWF that Luger just left. But don't forget, we're not at war yet. Anyways, the dog, the dumb, stupid dog laid down a shit that Brian apparently stepped in and or Bobby the brain, sorry, literally stepped in and he's now cleaning off a shoe on the live cam. So that's always good. I, th- this episode was a bit of a clusterfuck, if I'm honest. It was a clusterfuck on my part, but it was absolutely a clusterfuck on behalf of Eric Bischoff, who's supposedly a professional at this. All right, listen, I just... Fuck you, go away and die and leave us wrestling fans to our fucking enjoyment, Kevin Dunn, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I'd like to say the, the whole show got a 0.0, but it didn't. It just really fell on its face. Um, and it this is, you know, 
one of the huge builds for the next pay-per-view. So we've got some time to build it more, but for now, this is really, really not an awesome build. So it is what it is, man. That's the end of the week. That's the end of the show. We'll see you guys next week. I'm out. Well, that was an abortion of a show. Should the mood take you, check out markoutradio.com and leave a comment. You can also find links there to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Stitcher channels. You can even leave a voicemail on our Skype. Just click the links and share them. 